Hello, my dear friends, family, haters, and government surveillance personnel. I'm your host, Nick fucking Ginter, and you are listening to another action-packed episode of Degenerates Drinking Coffee. First of all, the interview that was filmed about the podcast has been posted all over, so I highly recommend you go ahead and check that out at uh, Instagram at Degenerate Drinking Coffee altogether, or Facebook at Degenerates Drinking Coffee. Second, this episode has some content that honestly surprised and disgusted me as I researched more about it, but nevertheless, we're going to power through it, just like Chris Evans powered through his nudes dropping on the internet. Uh, this this story is actually pretty fucking peculiar to me, just because he's he's most recognized for his portrayal of, of Marvel's Captain America, who's a superhuman soldier that basically embodies the values of like not cussing, always doing the right thing, never telling a lie, and all that other Eagle Scout shit that makes the church Karens go wild. However, Captain America is a little different in real life and has recently shown off his shaft of righteousness and offered the world an explicit salute on his Instagram. According to The Guardian, this is what went down. Evans was on Instagram sharing a screen recording of a game of Heads Up that he played with members of his family. The video ended and automatically cut to a shot of his phone's camera roll. The roll contained one photo of his penis and the other of Evans' face superimposed with the text, Guard That Pussy. The post was instantly deleted, but not quickly enough to prevent screenshots from circulating. So was there any backlash? Not really. Everyone has kind of just been like, yup, that's that's a dick and moved on. Uh, he, he's not even an, an Avenger anymore, so no one can really punish him or, you know, say he isn't living up to the standards of Captain America. Uh, he did post on his Twitter following the event. Now that I have your attention, go vote November 3rd. So maybe this was all just a publicity stunt to, you know, get people to vote. But regardless, we all got to see what America's balls look like. Uh, additionally, this is a 39-year-old grown-ass adult who put his nudes out there. So I don't really feel too bad about the situation. It seems like, you know, Captain Evans doesn't give much of a fuck either. All right. Well, now it's time to wash the taste of dick out of my mouth with some fucking coffee. So let's go ahead and see what we've got up for review this week. By the way, I posted on the Instagram, but I got a ton of new brewing equipment in from Bodum. So I'll be using that for this episode and probably for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I think I'm going to use a, a French press as my control uh, for, for this season uh, when I try different coffees. So uh, what what we've got this week is a blend, but I'm really looking forward to giving it uh, you know a go. I, I have in my cup the Daily by Joe Coffee, which has a ton of information on where it came from. Uh, let me read this off really quickly because they do exactly what I like, and they let me know, you know, every detail about where this coffee came from. Sorry in advance for butchering the uh, pronunciation of some of these words, by the way, because I, I know I'm going to say half of them wrong. Okay, so grown between 1,066 MASL and 1,200 to 1,900 MASL. It's got origins of Minas Gerais, Brazil, and Huela, Colombia, the producers are Velosa Family, El Paraiso, and Via Esperanza groups. Variety is Red Catuai, Katura, Colombia, and Catuai. Uh, this is natural wash processed, Rainforest Alliance certified, and as tasting notes of chocolate, marzipan, and caramel. So that's a ton of information, but honestly, that that's how all coffee should be. It should be labeled just like that so you know exactly where it came from. Uh but anyway, you guys know what time it is. Let's get that sweet ASMR and uh, review rolling. <sighs> wow. You guys, this... Hold on. 
this is incredible. This this really is. This is on point, just perfect. Um, probably one of my favorites I've had on the show. I, it's got everything that everything is there. Everything is present. Chocolate, caramel, uh, the sweetness at the end, and and that's got to be the marzipan. So, honestly, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This gets the degenerates drinking coffee seal of approval. What a great cup of coffee. This this is fantastic. As always, I'd like to remind you, you know, I'm not getting uh, paid or running ads to to say these things. So when I when I give a review like this, it's it's sincere. It's not because a company said, "Hey, please say my stuff tastes good." You know, like like this is this is seriously just great. Um, moving on though, let's get down on some of that wild shit. You know, I decided to do gin this time, and would also like to use this opportunity to tell you guys my last name is pronounced Ginter, not Ginter. Uh, you know, I'm a human with a Dutch background, not, you know, a bottle of liquor distilled from juniper berries. So anyway, the the liquor this week is a bottle of Heyman's London Dry Gin, which the company says is distilled in London over two days to a 150-year-old family recipe. The result of this artisan method is a fresh, crisp, elegant gin with refreshing notes from juniper, subtle, exotic spice, and a lively citrus finish. Um, This bottle this week went out to a reviewer who uh, wished to remain anonymous, but here's what she had to say. Uh, I'm not much of a gin drinker, but this is incredibly, incredibly clean, and it pairs nicely with a bit of tonic. The packaging itself was incredibly nice and really made this perfect for gift giving or just showing up to a party with. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And and I, I really am thankful for uh, the listener support in reviewing these bottles. You know, while, while I uh, wrap up 75 hard, I'm, a, I'm on day 40 of 75 now, so I'm almost done with it. So thanks so much, you guys. You, you really are helping out, and it, it's, it's great being able to hand these bottles out to you. All right. Well, by this point, you guys should know the drill. You know, we've had some laughs and refreshments, but there's always one subject that I feel needs a little extra attention. So... You know, I I save it till the end. First of all, I would like to uh, say that I think we are all pretty much on the same page with this one. But there's always one person who's going to tell me I'm a bigot or not open-minded. Now, I know we have all seen the public outcry, you know, relating to this subject. But I want to cover it to to give you guys my opinion on the matter. Uh, What I'm referring to is the grotesque series on Netflix titled Cuties, which is without a doubt wrong from every conceivable moral, ethical, and philosophical standpoint. Now, I will start by saying uh, I have not actually watched it, and some of you may be wondering how I can form such a strong opinion about something that I haven't actually pressed the play button on, and I'll get to that. First, we need to know what the show is. So I'm, I'm going to read a statement issued by Netflix uh, to USA Today that describes what they believe the show is about. So Netflix stated that Cuties is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children. It's an award-winning film and a powerful story about the pressure young girls face on social media and from society more generally growing up. And we'd encourage anyone who cares about these important issues to watch the movie. Uh, USA Today, in the same September 17th, 2020 article, went on to say, Cutie's first courted controversy with marketing material showing 11-year-old girls in suggestive poses, but the tumult has hit a fever pitch since its release, with U.S. congressmen calling for Netflix to remove the film and asking authorities to investigate whether the streaming service or filmmakers violated federal laws against the production and distribution of child pornography. Uh, Newsweek also has a quote from Senator Ted Cruz uh, in a September article 
that states, the film routinely fetishizes and sexualizes these pre-adolescent girls as they perform dances, simulating sexual conduct and revealing clothing, including at least one scene with partial child nudity. These scenes in in and of themselves are harmful. And uh, he, he wrote that and sent that letter in to Attorney General William Barr. So we got to ask ourselves, how did this all begin? You know, well, well, for starters, the original poster is nothing like the original uh, French filmmaker. I'm, I'm not going to get this name right, and I'm probably going to pronounce a lot of these names wrong. But the original French filmmaker, Mayamona Decor, made for this film, which was originally titled Minones at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. The original poster showed y- young girls with shopping bags and was then changed by Netflix to show the 11-year-old girls dressed in midriff clothing and posed provocatively on the cover. So, to me, it's obvious that Netflix intentionally decided to sexualize these young girls in an attempt to get views. Since then, they've apologized, stating that we're deeply sorry for the inappropriate artwork that we use for cuties. A Netflix uh, spokesperson said in a statement, it was not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which won an award at Sundance. Like, okay, Pause real quick. Why the fuck do you have to mention that it won an award at Sundance? It's not what this is about. It's about you using uh, provocative uh, posed children on a on a fucking on a fucking uh, cover. Uh, so so let's let's move on. What else did they say? Uh, we've now updated the pictures and description, so all should be fixed, right? Well, that's simply not the case. NPR stated that the film is told from the perspective of 11-year-old Amy, who, like Decor, is the daughter of Muslim Senegalese immigrants growing up in northeast Paris. Uh, Amy is unimpressed by the traditional path for women laid out by the matriarchs in her family. As her strict grand-aunt tries to groom her to become a wife and mother, Amy watches her own mom struggle to hide tears when she gets a call from her husband in Senegal. Uh, As is tradition for many men there, he's taken a second wife uh, to escape the drama playing out at home. Amy befriends a group of popular girls at school who formed a dance troupe called Les Menones or The Cuties. Amy spends hours nailing down choreography to provocative music videos so she can impress her friends. So the documentary is supposed to highlight the the over-sexualization of children who are finding themselves. But it seems that whether intentionally or not, the film actually does what it's supposed to be against, which is sexualize kids. Now, we can get back to my point about why I'm passing judgment without actually having viewed the film. Uh, and, and I think the reason for that is I, I don't need to watch children twerk or go through phases of sexualizing themselves to understand that it's wrong. We have taboos in our modern society, things that are unforgivable and have severe consequences because they threaten the continuation of just socialization. Among these things are like, I don't know, cannibalism, incest, and, and pedophilia. So, so how can I say this is wrong without viewing it? That's because I think as bad as human beings are, we, for the most part, have an understanding of what is right and wrong. Now, if I wanted to highlight animal abuse, would you expect me to create a film where I go around shooting fucking puppies? Of course not. We know it's fucking wrong. And there's other ways of proving that point without actually committing the act. What this film does is is follow the same concept I just presented. It raises awareness of an issue by actually committing the immoral acts it's supposed to be against. It seems I'm, I'm not alone in this thought, though. Apparently, since Netflix's debut of this film, uh, shares in the company are crashing. Newsweek states that uh, Netflix shares dropped 1.3% Monday 
following the streaming platform's controversial release of the film Cuties. The day after the movie appeared on Netflix on Wednesday, shares of the company fell 3.9% for a company like Netflix. That's a lot. So so what should we do? I mean, hashtag cancel Netflix has been trending since this uh, you know release. So, so do we follow suit and just delete our accounts? Un- unfortunately, I know that won't be the case with most of the population. Those of us who who don't watch the show still go on Netflix binges for you know other shows, and Netflix kind of just dominates that particular uh, platform. I, I want to say maybe the right thing to do is delete my account until Netflix is more regulated on the types of films they can showcase. But but that censorship, and as many of you know, I I believe in freedom of speech and media. However, I think when it comes to taboo extremes, such as the ones that are depicted in Cuties, you know, something as despicable as sexualizing children, changes need to be made and someone should be held accountable. And that that includes Netflix. Someone at Netflix needs to be accountable for allowing this film to be uh, uh, promoted and streamed to the American public. So the bottom line is, yeah, someone needs to be held accountable. This should not be streaming on Netflix. And, and yeah, deleting my account is probably something that's going to be taking place. Uh, th- this belief of mine has no exceptions, and I'm honestly sick to my stomach that I even have to read about this topic. Because I thought, you know, the people in this country, the best fucking country in the world, had higher moral standards than this. You know, while I'm no humanist, I sincerely hope that this year has no more surprises about just how low we as a society can go. Anyway, that's just my opinion on the matter, and I know I've been hitting heavy topics lately. But it seems like, I don't, I don't know, man, that that's just simply the direction we are going in these days. As always, I, I, I ask you try to understand why I believe the things that I do just as I try to understand the opinions of others I encounter on a daily basis. But, but as far as this subject goes, I will flat out say this. If you think this kind of media is okay, if you think it is okay to support something that takes advantage of the vulnerability of children and sexualize them, you have no place in society and are among the most disgusting and vile creatures to walk this fucking earth. I, I really am physically ill after even having to report this, but, you know, as Gandhi once said, whatever you, whatever you do in life will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it because nobody else will. Uh, to, to build on that, as, as long as I have air in my fucking lungs, I'm going to report the facts as they are, no matter how controversial or difficult to report they may be. Uh, and you know, you know, that's that's all I've got this week, you guys. But but I've hope I hope I've left you with something that really, you know, you can think about. And maybe just maybe we'll get to the point where, where I don't know, we can all find a, a mutual direction on our moral compasses to travel in unison that makes us better than we were yesterday. That's all I got. I'll catch you next time on Degenerate Drinking Coffee.